Hey, this is Nathan Elias and I'm one of the pastors at Good Oak Christian Center. I want to welcome you to our podcast. We are all about giving hope and healing people and believe God is going to use this word to touch your life today. So let's get started and enjoy this message. In Ezekiel chapter 36, He's speaking to the children of Israel, but he's really also speaking to the church. He says, therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, I do not this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake. Then down to verse 24, for I will take you from amongst the heathen, gather you out of all the countries and will bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your filthiness. From all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will take away the stony heart. I will put my spirit within you. Notice here he is writing to the prophet or to the people of Israel. And whenever we speak about Israel, we know that the word Israel means a prince with God. And so we have to understand that Israel is not just a land. Many times we talk about Israel the land, but there is Israel and the original meaning of the word Israel, which simply means a prince with God. In the same manner, we refer to Jewish people and we say, well, they are Jews, but the name Jew actually comes from the word Judah. And Jesus is from the tribe of Judah. And so when we begin to bring it into context, we see that there were 12 tribes and each of these tribes had a prophetic word and corporately they represented a nation. Later on, God says he would take a people who were not his people and he would make them the people of God. God is saying, I will take those that are not Jews by birth or are not Israeli by birth and I will make people a people who were not my people. God in speaking here said, I'm going to do some things and I'm going to do them for my name's sake. I have news for you today. God doesn't do it because we're so good. God does it for his own name's sake. How many times as a parent have you said, you know what? I'm just going to do this because it's my family. I'm going to do it. Mm. And I'm going to do it for my own sake. I'm not doing it for anybody else. I'm doing it for me. So there are many times I'll say to Pastor Wendy, and I'm like everyone else, I have a very sweet tooth, and I have to say, enough with the chocolate cake. I'm getting too heavy, therefore the cake is out. I'm not doing it for anyone else. I'm doing it for my own namesake. So God does things for himself. He saved you for his namesake because you're in the family. 
He heals you for his namesake, not because you're so good. He blesses you, not because you deserve to be blessed, but he does it for his namesake. He says, you're part of my family and I'll never see the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. I am doing it for my own namesake. And the first thing that he says is, I'll sprinkle you with clean water or I'll forgive you, wash away your sin. And I'll cleanse you from all the filthiness from your idols. And a new heart also I will give you. Understanding what the Holy Spirit does is to understand what God is saying to your heart. And the Bible says God is greater than my natural reasoning or my natural heart. So when I get born of the Spirit, and God says, I'll put a new heart, and I will pour out of my Spirit, we then see in Acts chapter 2, there is the outpouring of the Spirit, where it tells me they were all gathered together in the upper room, and this is a quick recap. It says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. Now God does this for his namesake and he says, I will pour out my spirit and the word for spirit is breath or wind. And we find that in the book of Genesis it says, and the spirit of God breathed or brooded on the face of the deep. Now we see in the book of Acts It says the sound of a mighty rushing wind or an out breathing. When I get to the book of Jude, the Bible says it this way because Jude looking back at Acts 2 says, And you, beloved, building up your most holy faith, and Jude only has one chapter, Just before Revelation, verse 20, it says, And you, beloved, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Notice the next verse. The next verse says, Keep yourself in the love of God. Now back up to Ezekiel, just stay on that verse, but back up to Ezekiel. God says, I... I'm going to cleanse you for my sake. I am going to pour out my spirit on you for my sake. I am going to restore for my sake. Then in the book of Acts, there's the sound of a mighty rushing wind. And God pours out his spirit. And now Jude looks back at that outpouring. And he says, if you want to continue to flow in that outpouring, build up yourself, praying in the Holy Spirit, and then he says, and keep yourself, or keep your heart. So when you pray in the Spirit, you build yourself. I have news for you today. Nobody is going to build you up. People say, what are, what's your love language? Words of affirmation. 
Well, I have news for you. Your husband can never affirm you enough. Your wife can never (laughs) affirm you enough. Gifts and surprises. They can never buy enough gifts or surprises. You may know the love language, but there is only one individual that is able to do exceeding abundantly and speak your love language, and that is God. He says, you, beloved, building up yourself. So if nobody's going to build you up, you build yourself up. Yes. And the Bible says how? Praying in the Holy Spirit. Doesn't say praying with. If I pray with you, it means with you. In means something completely different. It says praying in the spirit. I in him and he in me, which means I get into his plan, into his word, into his purpose, into his future for my life. And as I get into it, he gets into me. I in him and he in me. How do I get in the spirit? The Bible says that I begin to pray from within Romans 8. Romans 8 tells me in Romans chapter 8. And I'll finish in 10 minutes, but I'm not in a hurry. Romans 8. Notice if you go to Romans 8. Likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities. And you, beloved, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit, then it says, keep yourself. Well, what would the infirmity be? The infirmity would be not to love. God does everything for himself. Therefore, if you're talking about self-love, God has the highest level of self-love that there is. Therefore, I need to have the highest kind of self-love that he has for me. And when I pray in the Spirit, and when I pray with the help of the Spirit, Here the original says, likewise the Spirit also, and it really says himself, helps my weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. So there is an acknowledgement that every time I pray, I am not going to pray accurately in terms of my own intellectual ability. So if I'm praying for myself, I'm going to pray according to however I feel. If I don't feel loved, I will pray according to I don't feel loved. If I feel depressed, I will pray in English according to my depression. 
But when I begin to build myself, and I begin to I begin to pray with the Spirit. Corinthians says, my mind is unfruitful, but my spirit prays. This is the one area that has been contested the most. People are happy with science. They're happy with wonders. They're happy with miracles. They're happy with word of knowledge. You can say this person over here has cancer. That's cool. Uh, You can have a word of knowledge. Uh, Your business is in so much debt. That's cool. You can even prophesy and say the Lord will say to Cape Town this and that. That's cool. But as soon as you go, they say they are mad. They are drunk. They are besides themselves. But what the Bible says is that I am building a my faith to be able to receive what I otherwise would not be able to receive. I am keeping my heart in the right place in the love of God. You cannot consistently pray in tongues and be filled with hatred. Uh, yes. You can't be here and be throwing a pan across the house at your husband or your wife. You can't do it. Somehow the two don't work together because you're praying in the spirit. He is a comforting spirit. He is an advocating spirit. He is an overcoming spirit. He is a merciful spirit. He is a loving spirit. He is a healing spirit. He is a restoring spirit. So you you cannot be praying in the spirit. And that's why churches resist it. Homes resist it. People go, oh yeah, well there you go again praying in tongues. And yet the Bible says, building up yourself. What are you doing? You are actually waging war according to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13 to 18. The Bible says, take the whole armor of God and put it on. And it says when you put the armor of of God on, the reason you need to put the armor on is to withstand in the evil day. Would you agree with me that this is an evil day? We have more than 300,000 girls abducted a year. That's minimum. We have violence on every street corners. We have, we have drugs all over the show. And the Bible says we won't make it through the evil day unless we put on the whole armor of God. And then having done all, we stand. And then he mentions the armor for us. And I'm only going to highlight it. He says, put on, or put on a, a gird your waist with truth. Put on your breastplate of righteousness. He keeps going. Have your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith, which is the word of God, so you can quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. And then he goes on, take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then he says, this is how you activate your armor. If you're going to protect your thoughts, protect your emotions, walk in peace, speak the truth, then you have to pray with all Perseverance. Pray with what? Pray with what? Pray with what? 
pray with what? My brother, come here. He's bigger than me and stronger than me. And I want you just to resist and keep resisting. Either way, either way. And keep resisting. He's really heavy. Jesus is strong. But the Bible says pray, pray, pray. This means I'm not going to quit today until one of us fall over. It says pray with all perseverance. Now, it says pray and pray. Pray and pray with all perseverance in the spirit. Now, how am I going to overcome? Because I have someone else helping me. So if two of us gang up on him, we're going to push him over. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So in English, it's just me pushing him. But when I get the forces of heaven, the armies of God, the angels of the Lord, the full impact of the word of God get behind and not only behind, but from within begin to exert pressure against everything that stands in the evil day. And then the Bible says, and we know, in verse 26, and we know. So when I pray with all perseverance, and we know, it doesn't say we think. I build up my most holy faith. It keeps me in the love of God. It's the same power of a mighty rushing wind. You see, in Genesis, God said, Let there be. Let there be. And the breath. In the original languages, ruach. You can't say it without going ruach. Ruach. And God breathed. When I begin to pray in the spirit, there is an out breathing of God that begins to change atmospheres. So in the upper room, Peter, who chopped off ears, and I really like Peter. Everybody ran away, but at least the guy had a sword and he had a go. I love Peter because of that. He chopped off an ear and he ran away. I'm like, yeah, good on you, Peter. Well done. At least you unloaded one bullet and then you ran away. Good for you. He did a good job, Peter. I don't think Peter had given up his sword. I think he was in the upper room and he still had his sword. Knowing Peter, I I don't think he was in the upper room without his sword. I think it was there, nearby. 
I think he could have been the guy when a wind started. He thought we're being broken into. He would have been, where they? Where they? I just imagine that. I, I think he was ready to have a go. But then the doors and everything had burst open. And he jumps up instead of coming out in a natural fight. He comes out fighting spiritually. And he says, this is what was prophesied. It would land up that he would have another fight in Acts chapter 8. Because in Acts 8, there would be signs, there would be wonders, there would be miracles. And Simon the sorcerer said, give me this power. I want to buy it. And Peter said, you can't buy the kind of power that I've got. This is world-changing power. This is life-changing power. This is nation-changing power. You can't buy it, Simon. This is more than just a tongue in the upper room. This is an explosion of God himself on earth. God with us. Not just in a prophet. Not just in a people. Not just in a nation. But when he, the spirit of truth, has come. Which he has done. He'll never leave. Until he's talked to each and every heart. He will convict. Convince. He will follow. He will never leave. He will never forsake. He'll be with you to the ends of the earth. Stand with me. As we stand in this place, and I'll deal with it a little bit tonight to tell you how you can know the difference between the voice of the Spirit and the voice of the enemy. But God is speaking to your sons and daughters. God is speaking to your loved ones. God is speaking to the nations of the earth. The Holy Spirit has come. And all he asks me to do is to cooperate with him. To invite him demonstrate his power to make his name glorious so there are those of you in this place today who say Pastor Nev I'm not even sure how to pray with the spirit All they did in the upper room was just wait. And God came. As he touched him, they just responded to his presence. Peter preached. Others were drunk. Some mocked. There were all kinds of human emotion. 
but they knew there was a change in the atmosphere and things would never be the same as we sing this song today I want you to invite the Holy Spirit back into your prayer closet invite him back into your home with all prayer praying 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 it's this kind of prayer that changes nations it's this kind of prayer that gives us godly leadership it's this kind of prayer that breaks bondages in our household with all prayer praying 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 in the spirit sing it and make this the prayer of your heart like the it again but before we sing it Corinthians says I'm not speaking to men but I'm speaking to God may I ask you a question when last did you speak to God when last not about me oh Jesus oh good hope Christian sinner give me leaders oh Jesus no no when lost did your heart speak put it simply Wendy put it to me this way she said we can be married and be speaking past each other at each other to each other but not speaking to each other because there's no heart connection we're communicating but there's no heart connection we're talking but there's no heart communication we're discussing but there's no heart communication this is what he's writing about in the book of Acts he says there must be a heart communication with heaven praying with all prayer with all supplication with the groaning of my heart the very impulses of my heart the very desires of my heart the very longing of my heart go out to Jesus and let him over if you enjoy today's podcast there are a couple of things we would like you to do Take a moment to subscribe and review this podcast. You can also help us reach more by investing today. Just go to our website www.ghcc.tv forward slash giving. The link is in the description. Thank you so much and we look forward to connecting with you soon.